before that their Detroit rock compatriot Iggy Pop he's got a new album out named Post Pop Depression came out earlier this year and that was Break Into Your Heart well (laughs) this is The Morning Train and I am J.D. Buell spinning you the discs I thank you for riding the train let's take a different kind of ride right now with The Replacements for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. But comedy is dead. There is no more comedy. It's dead. Except for Friday nights here. There's an outdoor show at 7 o'clock here on the street corner for the neighbors. Don't travel. Don't gather, for God's sake. But do, if you live in the neighborhood, come on out to 21st in Florida and stand six feet apart like they did last week. It was super fun. In fact, I might just replay that unless the guys want to come in and talk because the boys are here hey billy come inside uh we've got billy sullivan hanging out pancakes here nathan low he now that we have to have nathan screaming all the time just letting people know it's 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 joke it's six o'clock it's just a new podcast i wanted to put my voice on it so that we knew they knew we were here the, the, the radio listening audience that loves Joke Worked Up. I just did the stats. I'm actually pretty stoked. So COVID hasn't, hey, give us money, Venmo, Mutiny Radio. But uh, absolutely, I checked the stats and they're not down that far, which is kind of amazing because all of our programming basically disappeared. There's only like five shows other than time I'm running that are coming to the station or sending shows to me. But we're also doing a lot of chaos. Well, but that's the thing is that, okay, so the station usually gets about 500,000 downloads a month, but we had like 44 shows or whatever. And so we haven't had all those shows except for, I mean, I do my 14 hours a week. So what I'm saying is there's like five shows and then there's my 14 hours, but that together is somehow keeping the downloads at the same level, which is great. Pam, Pam, it's it's because you're a star. Oh, no, yeah, it's not baby. me. It's because you're a star. 14 hours a day and no, the listeners are up. Hey, no, 14 hey. hours a week. And yeah. the listeners are up. Well, oh, is there a connection? Oh, it's because you're a star. The listeners aren't up. They're just maintaining. But my shows are getting more, which is good. It's just like people are listening. And it was really funny. I was I was sad on Saturday and I was here and I put on my Facebook. I was like, I'm sad. Call in. And oh. a bunch of people called in. And one of the people, it was so funny. He listens all the time. He's like, yeah, I kind of 
just leave Mutiny Radio on all the time. And he knew everything that was going on in my life. Like, I didn't even have to say anything. He's like, I know exactly what you're freaking out about. It was really funny. That's awesome. But just because he listens all the time. So I think that's funny. Well, Guy, if you're listening, how you doing, fella? Good job, bro. Hope things are going well for you. Yeah. Yeah, And keep listening. So I thought that was fun. But so there's people listening, and the stats didn't look terrible. And, you know, but please give Mutiny Radio money. And don't come on Friday, but definitely listen, unless you live in the neighborhood. But at 7 o'clock. I wish I could come any day of the week. <laughs> I've been in sex since February. I've, it's been a lot. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, it's the worst. The worst. The drive. The you know, at least everybody's horny, though. That's something. No, cool. it's terrible. You know what happened to me is like, you lost that loving feeling. I've been literally, I've been dressing up because I'm appreciating catcalling now. Like, I'm enjoying, yeah. like, it's making me like, feel you like. You know what I need? People who've been only you. shitting in the street and doing heroin for a month. Yeah. I want them to tell me something about me that helps me through the day, even though you know that their opinions are entirely invalid. No, I think that all humans have valid opinions, and I appreciate their comments. And the thing is that I got— 100% not true. I'm getting some really fun comments, uh, all kinds of strange things. Um, Today, I was taking off my jacket because it was warm, and a guy was like, Hey, tattooed lady, how you doing? And I was like, I look weird today. I can't even believe you even like, you even acknowledge that I'm a person. I just hey, close, thank close. you. I, it's not. No, they didn't say anything gross or anything. It's just people have been. Oh yeah, saying, the people who didn't say things gross weren't thinking things gross. Well, I don't care what. Hey, you know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna turn feminism back 20 years. I like being objectified. I'm an old woman, <laughs> and if I get objectified at this point. I like it. I relish it. I stick that pearl in my back pocket and I take it out later and I think, oh, I have value still as a female because I'm anyway. Yeah. I'm turning I'm totally taking anyway. feminism back. I was trained by the miso- I've been groomed by the misogynists for years, so I just live by the tropes. Yo <laughs> Misogynist tropes, yo Well I, I I'm sorry I'm gang gang. Yeah. I've enjoyed being objectified on the street. Yo, <laughs> yo, fuck your progress. Objective. Yeah, there are, there are ways to do it though. I mean, like yeah, have fun trying out for Congress every six years. Well, I'm I'm objectifying all kinds of people. I'm like, whoa, I'm up the mission. Everybody, hey, yes, please, when you're running, take your shirt off. That every time you. I've yes, met Pam, please. she's talked about how sexy my knees are. <laughs> I didn't today. You didn't today, but it is a <laughs> consistent sexy theme. Knees? She thinks I got sexy knees. I like I like thighs. I like the part where the. Uh, there's a couple parts on men that it's I enjoy okay. very much. I feel attacked. <laughs> I'm just trying to like really feminism. I'm just trying to help my career well, along. Feminism <laughs> isn't isn't you know don't objectify women. It's we get to objectify men equally. That's what it is. It's about equality. And don't I've, talk about my scrot. I. <laughs> I'm side scrot is is for old men. It's about it's about the long saggy side scrot. That joke. Yeah, I got you know what I got some long balls myself. Oh my. Yeah. Not a, like not a, a a monster dong, but I'm no, happy no with monster the dong. Size. Every time I go to a porter potty, when I come out, my balls are blue, yeah. just because of the ink. Like that, they're hanging so low. Yeah, that happened to me. That last my balls time. get they get inked up when you go to a porter potty. That's about a three foot hang. <laughs> if the poop hasn't piled on top of the water, though, you know, then you uh, poop doesn't have pile. It doesn't matter where the poop is. Your oh. balls are the anchor. It's what's keeping the ship steady. <laughs> no, that that did happen to me. Like. Uh, pretty re- I went I was in Spain and I don't know I guess they they got uh, more water in their toilets there or something but like 
I, I got the dip. I got the um, the French dip of my nuts in there. It was actually hella brutal, dude. It made me so insecure. <laughs> just a dip into the toilet. I'm wor- yeah, I'm worried about my tits doing the same thing. <laughs> Take them out of the bra and they just flop right down into the toilet. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, gravity's a bitch. Yeah. Gravity's the worst. Yeah. yeah. I it's consistent. I could still do my. I'm doing my handstands again, though, again now, and I that doing my cartwheels whenever I find open grass. So you heard it here I'm first. Fuck gravity, Pam says. Come at her any day of the week. She will out gravity you with handstands. Gravity. Yeah. How gravity is explosive. No. Nonstop. It should have never been invented. That is that was, uh, here are in-studio scientist Pam. That is Pan Cave. Bickman. Bickham. That's the worst microphone for you to be on because your voice just doesn't travel. You should switch with, with Nathan because that, that one's really loud and that, that one's really soft and he's really loud. <laughs> Get chirped, Nathan. Recent. <laughs> no, see now. No, now he's fine now because yeah, that that microphone works for him because he his voice carries. I have noticed I do that it does go I into the red. I project. <laughs> no, I know, but it's something you'll learn with microphones when to project and when to use other I voices. It's learn. okay. I want producers to figure it out for me. <laughs> you just. Yeah. I'm gonna continue to speak the way that I like to speak, and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, no, no, I've adjusted this," and I'm like, "Good, adjust for me. I'm a diva. I only want yellow M and M's." Yeah. Yellow M and M's cause that's right, infertility. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it, dude. Just spreading misinformation. Yeah, it's I great. Mean, I don't know. I mean, hang on, hang on. Do you know where this chocolate silly. comes from, Pam? Is it free trade chocolate? No, no, no. It is all slave trade, bloody as <laughs> as it is Sunday morning. <laughs> It's chocolate Sunday. I only I actually only eat good chocolate, so I'm not worried. I, I only eat I I don't like uh, I don't I don't really waste my time on substandard candy. There's just Well, if you're going for cinnamon or if you're going for something with a with a little kick, mm, it, those are better choices, yes, but uh, a lot of the, a lot of the time it is Ill, you know, sees candy shut down and it's one of the saddest oh, things of no COVID. Way. No, that's what happened. One of my, well, no, just during COVID, one oh. of my buddies worked for them and he got furloughed or laid off or whatever that means. And they're, all of their factories, they just stopped making candy and they've been like a San Francisco institution yeah. since the beginning of time. Staple. And they make the best. So, so it's funny because um, on like Etsy and on eBay, you can buy like the, the price of C's candy is going up and up and up <laughs> because yeah. it's like a glut. There's no. none in this system. No, none of them are open. That's the thing. They all they're just closed for, yeah. yeah. It's like all my. I'm sorry. I love candy. Like I love, 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 love candy. I'm good at even making it too, Pam. Thanks. I am. Thank you for saying that. I'm I'm pretty okay at making it. Where is Aaron Carter right now? Uh, He's on the Yeah, Pam makes reaper candy that destroys your world, but also tastes amazing. Thank you. That's like, what more could you ask? I mean, I like making it. This week, I don't know what I'm gonna make yet, but I have all the stuff at home. Paid stage time. Yeah. Paid stage time. No, that's. What's better than I do have maybe, some maybe some jokes to work time. out. <laughs> oh, did you write something down? I did. <laughs> I did. Stop. <laughs> Are you guys ready? You wrote I want your honest opinions about all of them. Okay, here we go. 
I don't care what you've heard about him. Trust the Gordon's fisherman. And uh, here's another one. Here we I go. I think that's a fish stick joke. Yes, yes. It has to do with tiny fish sticks. Bull, uh, uh, this no, sorry, that's just a thought. Um, China, you know, you all have freedoms. Um, we all here, and 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 we all have these liberties stripped of. Uh, hang on, let me start again. You know. For all the freedoms we have here and all the liberties stripped of newborn in China, I can't just own and eat any kind of animal like like they do on Instagram. Okay. I don't get it. <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, here's uh, uh, a... Yes, yes. Um, I don't care... How precious or adorable, or even how much he means to you. You do not put your seventh grade class photo as your profile picture. Sorry, I meant uh, you don't put your seventh grade son uh, class photo as your profile. I'm pancake. Fuck, fuck that. Um, I, I'm not here to date him, okay? I'm here to I'm here to go out with you, no matter how much you want me to take care of him. Oh. Uh, I was on. Uh, here's another one. Um, what will they call kids in the future? What? Douchebag thought. Oh. Uh, c- instead of uh. Hey, these all made sense in the moment. It's okay, Pan. You got to work them out somehow, dog. Okay, now I'll take uh, your feedback. I just don't even know what any of those jokes were about. I'm went, so I think confused. they went over my head, my dog. The go- uh, Gordon. Wait. Gordon's the so fisherman for fish sticks. Yeah. Tiny, tiny okay, fish sticks. I didn't sticks. know that. That was my, that was my not lack write. of reference. Next time you write, avoid Percocet. <laughs> Uh, or anything that's going to drastically change your perspective to where you're writing jokes for you in the moment instead of writing jokes for people that are sitting in front of your face. I wrote two yeah. poems today, and they're really good. I have a whole, like, collection of po- poems now. Audience. Well, hey, I, I mean, this here's the thing. In this, in this, this poem is called no, Crackdown on No, but in, the thing is that in this, it's hard in this time of COVID if we don't have enough audience and I'm not getting the stage time that I need to feel fulfilled with my life and I'm not getting enough like laughter or attention from an audience that's set up like a, I don't know, it's like heroin to me. Okay, fine. So I'm not getting that. But where I do get it is I jump back into this poetry world and all these people are like reading my stuff and listening to it and I got published and I've applied to the, I've, I've submitted to a bunch of things. I'm going to find out if I get like, Anyways, I'm really excited. And it's like somebody saying, hey, your artistic expression has value. And I'm getting that from another place. So I was getting it all the time at comedy because I was doing like 10 open mics a week. And I was doing all these shows. And I was getting all of this, what I needed, and all of that sort of – and the bar. Like how much attention was I getting at the bar? I love working at the bar. And so all of my like stuff that made me me and made me feel like my life is worthwhile just disappeared. So I – jumped into this other life that I haven't lived for like 10 years and and they're telling me I'm good at it and I'm like whoa 
So it's good because none of you fuckboys tell me that I'm good at jokes ever. None of you ever give me a fucking compliment. No one ever gives me a goddamn compliment. Him, I give you compliments. Almost occasionally. Right? No, the... Almost occasionally! I so, give you compliments on your bangs. I'm not going to start, I'm not gonna start giving you them right now because then it will not be organic. On one of the seven shades of beige you choose for your eyeshadow. I'm not wearing any I eyeshadow. I do not know eyeshadow. I'm not. I'm there for all of your shit. My actions no, speak pretty, pretty well. Yeah, we support you, damn it. Don't give me No, no, I'm just saying I'm just saying that I get compliments based off of your feelings. Well, I haven't shared with anybody. Well, no. I mean I I anyways, I the poems are another opportunity for me to be like, Oh, I'm an artist that has importance and that my expression has meaning and value. So anyways, I'm digging it. And it makes me feel smart and all these people lately have been like I, that's what I loved about that one that one weird Zoom room we did. Like they were like, "You're really smart," and I was like, "What? You're just hitting on me." And I think that one guy was just hitting on me. But I was like, "Oh my god, people think I'm smart." Yeah. Hang on, hang on. They com- compliment me too, so it can't be that they're flirting. <laughs> it can't be f- that they're flirting. It must be that we're actually talented, or they've never seen people like us before. Maybe, Maybe. you gotta take something on the chin every once in a while and just continue with the conversation. Yeah, I I am pretty funny. Now let's go to what Nathan has to think. All right. Oh God. Empty we're getting, well. We're getting he- heated here in the pod room. You have to let it replenish. <laughs> Don't keep hitting the fucking nerve that says you're having fun. You you gotta just you. Have you ever tried? Has anyone ever tried meditation? I have. I meditate. I've tried it, dog. Dude, I, I fucking, can't do it. Wait, hang on, 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 hang on. Well, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Well, hang on, hang on. Um, has anyone ever felt like fifteen minutes was two hours? Yes. In meditating, that's a real session you had. Okay. You have topped us all there. That's not an argument. It's just a guy yelling. You do that all the time. Yeah, you're screaming <laughs> outside. You could have put the we could have put the mics outside, and you could have picked up the dulcet tones of Nathan screaming, <laughs> like Bill <laughs> Bill Cosby's said, and he just and then he starts with the just starts screaming. Screaming fuck. Yeah. Always no, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's great. It's just, it's just the way. That's why we put him on three, because it's the quiet mic. He has to, he has to be like, no, it's fine. No, no, it's not. It's not a terrible thing. It's just that I think you might have been a Broadway star in a former life. Like, you actually might, you might mm-hmm. be like the reincarnated soul of Ethel Merman. Ethel. Don't give him that ego. <laughs> He just wants to sing. I just want to sing and I just want to dance. What was that from? Was that from Oklahoma? That was from Seven Brides. Oh, another farm town. I've never heard of that. Story about seven lumberjack men who decided to kidnap seven women from their hometown 
and force them to fall in love by making the milk cows while the ice melts. Sounds like the founding of Rome. Yeah, I'm just a girl ballet, who can't sing. So it worked out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how that goes. <laughs> they did gymnastics together while they were picking apples, and they were like, we got some stuff in common. And then seven brides and seven brothers joined together in matrimony. Despite the protest of their very reasonable family, over a thousand miles away through a piece of ice going, don't marry 12 guys that have red hair. Oh. That's so much inbreeding. It's insane. Twelve brothers with red hair? Seven. I think it was seven. seven yeah, what? Seven <laughs> what was it called? Seven, Four, fourteen seven brides seven seven brothers. Yeah. But if feasibly, two of them were impotent. Oh, yeah. They're only going to have yeah, if they are inbred. son or daughter apiece. I, I think that you might actually have stumbled onto here, something here accidentally, is that I don't think they've really mined the musical theater genre for porn yet. Oh. And I mean, they really never—that's really never happened, has it? Uh, so, but they could do like, what if there was a, what if there was like a parody musical, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, and there was like a crazy orgy? I mean, why the Pajama Game for the love hey, of God? You know what? The, All oh, of these, yeah, the Pajama, the pajama Game scenes where they were just hitting each other with pillows. Yeah, I mean, it just seems that there could be. That nobody's exploited this yet. I'm just surprised. Is it that porn stars aren't singers? Or but you know what, like Pam? They, I they didn't have somebody to Wayne Brady the correct phrases in. No, they're dude, untalented think, hacks. No, yeah, I was I was gonna say the 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 show is the sex. So like, yeah. th I think the Broadway sh I think that Broadway thing is like you're making uh, the show the Broadway with sex in it, and like I think people are coming for one or the other. You know, yeah, I think but I'm saying not as not as like an on stage like live sex show yeah. like Amsterdam but, stuff. I mean, I'm talking about like a produced film yeah. that happens to be yeah. a parody of a musical. But those old musicals were so obviously sexist. Like like the beginning of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, that song "Bless Your Beautiful Hide." <laughs> oh no! About the woman that he wants to marry. Yeah. So he's going into town. He's a lumberjack. I'm going to go into town to find me a wife. This sounds like a great beginning for a porn. And he walks in looking for a wife. Oh, and he horrible. goes, bless your beautiful hide. Have you seen Paint My Wagon? Wherever you may be. And then he goes through the things that he doesn't like. He goes, pretty and trim, but kind of slim. Heavenly eyes, but oh, that size. And he's looking at a fat girl. Yeah, this oh. is. He just right to be the girl for me, and he finds a girl and he kidnaps. Her. So exactly, and this is. It sounds like I'm just yeah. surprised that am, am I the genius here? I'm just surprised that no one's taken this yet and turned it into a porn parody. I think that's hilarious. There could be some, you know, some people like silly porn. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, okay. Some some people like yeah. like that kind of like maybe. Girls yeah. maybe would be into like silly porn. That's funny and weird. I and like to be very serious when I jerk off. Well, yeah, I, I, mean, say, I yeah, watch. I watch porn only for the stories. But the, I mean, okay, so I guess. But if you're, if, I guess if you don't watch. Well, then you're then you're not watching porn with another person. I guess yeah, is the thing. This is like a date porn. Like, it's like but, eating over the sink when you're you, in a rush. But th that's not but that's not what this particular movie would this particular yeah. film would be for. It would be more like a this is a this is a date porn. Yeah. And you know what, Pam, I was going to say the only the <laughs> oh, I, I was the, the only reason what? I personally wouldn't watch that. I'm not saying people in general is me 
It's because I've watched, like, for me personally, porn is like, I'm only here to jerk off. I want no showmanship. I'm going to skip any piece of acting, like, none of that. I and then as soon as it's over, I'm going right I back to whatever thing. Okay, so, yeah. but that's the thing is, so, so it's, it's a different, it's just a totally different thing. But there are people yeah. who would be but into. About when yeah. you're watching a porno and you see somebody that maybe could have looked vaguely like you if you made better choices. And yeah, but. Jack somersault and singing while sewing and hammering a barn together. And hammering a girl in the barn. I mean, I just see so all of it. There's good, there's good showmanship potential there, Pam. You know you can't do. There's for sure just, showmanship I just, potential there. Yeah, I just think it could be. I keep think it be could be cute and fun, and girls would like it. That's yeah. all. That's all. Girls and maybe like and that. maybe gay guys too. Maybe gay guys yeah. could get super into it. Yeah. I think there's a market maybe for this. Maybe straight guys too. I'm I'm maybe only speaking for myself. I, yeah. yeah. No. Hey. Yeah. It just depends what you're going to the porn. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like I did. And I'm I not. I mean, that. I don't know. That's the yeah. thing is, I don't need porn to mm. jerk off. Like I. You got I, my. Right, I yeah. use my. You have your brain. imagination. Yeah. I use my and I listen to podcasts, <laughs> but I use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel exploited. Yeah, Joe Rogan's voice. No, I do not. Whoa. I would never. <laughs> I would never masturbate to Joe Rogan. Never, <laughs> never, never, never. But Brendan Schaub. Oh my god. I don't know who that is either. Yeah, no, he's Wait. a good guy. Uh, anyways, so I don't need that. That's not what I would use. Write it. For. Write so it down, Pam. Thing. I just it might be a good it might be a good premise for a joke that's all yeah I that's think a, it's good a good premise, premise for a joke, for a joke. Uh, yeah because I can I can go into all the different musicals because I I mean I used to be a stage manager for musical theater and I I've stage managed like forty musical theater thing I've been I've done so much damn. musical theater yeah I used to be a theater sweep but make our yeah, own performance well, that, 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 it's just so silly that thing. none of you know that like I had a life before this I in my when I was your guys's age I was really into theater and I that was my whole life I. I owned a theater company. I was in tons of plays. I, I was constantly. I did like four or five plays a year. I, it was fresh. Yeah, I was like stage managing, and I was the dance captain, and all these crazy things. And I directed a lot. And yeah. anyways, I did. I owned a theater company for four years. That was all my other life before I moved to San Francisco. But you dove into stand up. I didn't dive into stand up until 2011. Okay. So that's when I, uh, July. July seventeenth, two thousand eleven, was my first set at Amnesia. Were you? When did you start like going every night? Uh, July. Okay. July seventeenth, yeah. two thousand eleven. Like I went up that first time and I did, and it was the best hint everyone anyone ever gave me. It was uh, Jason Dove and Alex Q Huffman. They said five punchlines is three minutes, and they said okay. don't go up on stage until you have five punchlines, and then that's three minutes, and you'll do great. And I did, and then I kept seeing them, and I'd be like, "Hey, okay, so I've got two punchlines." I'd be like, "All right, three more." Uh, and um, so I went up for the first time in Amnesia, and we were kind of a little crew back then. It was uh, Jason Dove, Alex Hugh Huffman, myself, and we went around to all these different open mics and stuff, and we'd listen to our sets in the car in between places. Anyway, uh, so I was cool. doing like I did that first set, and then I was like four open mics a night then I just started then boom like yeah damn I I like I did three one year and then I like stopped for like half a year and then I like after the fourth one I, I started doing it every day right yeah I was like shows paid gigs no oh, like no, open mic like I'm showing up open mic <laughs> <laughs> I got really lucky I the first time was great yeah first time was fine like because it was a it was at a place that I was a local at like I was just a local at the bar yeah mine too because I showed up I was just I was there to play pool I was there to hang out with my friends I was friends
that they had an open mic night. And they said, oh, bring him on. But it was just my friends. Yeah. It felt like I was playing to a crowd of strangers and I was like searching out into the ether for something funny that could connect us to human beings. It was like, you're a drunk, you're cheating on your wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was just like talking shit. Because yeah. you had your friends around you yeah. and you knew everybody's stuff. Yeah. So you're just like poking at them. But it was like, they brought me up on stage, total surprise, but I was already like six beers in. Mm-hmm. And then it was easy. Yeah. Because it was just you and your friends. Yeah. And you're just talking shit. It wasn't comedy. But the laughs were there. Yeah, they were there. And they so were organic. Even when you get laughs, whether yeah. you deserve it or not, it is Fed. heroin. Yeah. It is 100% heroin. Yeah. And you have to go again. Yeah. Even if you're like pancake and it's the same. I like <laughs> morphine. Morphine is morphine. a nice steady drip. Yeah. I like being unprepared. Um, no, well, dude, that, my first set was like, I didn't. I didn't go. So I went alone, but the, it was it was Tuesday. It was a Tuesday night, and yeah. there were a bunch of just local. I was there for that fl- shit. I think you. I think you were. Oh shit! Yeah, I fresh. Was. Thanks, man. I 100% um, but yeah, the I was. I took solace in the fact that it was Tuesday, and there were a bunch of like alcoholics there, and I knew that if they were gonna like chirp me, I could just make fun of them for being alcoholics in a bar on a Tuesday night. Absolutely. Yeah, and it actually that that was like the first thing I said on stage that worked because I was failing, and one they were just they like turned away and like they were pain feeling pain for me and then they started to get anger you know so i was like fuck you guys yeah well so, keep well, I mean, you keep doing it yeah good first set so excited yeah but the funny part is the very next set yeah of course crazy. oh my god dude you go to a different place oh, and yeah. instead of people that you know yeah it's about 15 people looking out at you they're thinking about their day they're thinking about their dog shit on their carpet earlier yeah. And they're just upset. Mm-hmm. And you come in with a joke that you saw because maybe you saw the Will and Grace episode and you thought, maybe I'll make a gay joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just tripped up. I had to do that. You did something stupid <laughs> because everybody makes stupid choices when you're trying to make someone laugh for the first time. You're going to go for the most Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wrote out, like, so when I was first starting, I, I wrote out everything like a monologue. And I remember the first time I went up at Brainwash, I was so nervous because, like, Tony gives you this big thing and like everyone pays attention to you and you don't want to fuck up because like he actually makes everyone pay attention to you. Old school brainwash. Old school brainwash. And so I had written out, I got there so early because, so girls at Brainwash got to sign up first, but I, uh, because, you know, I, solidarity or whatever, I'd actually wait in line. I'd get there at like 4.30. And, no, outside. Um, I would be, I'd get in line and I'd be like the second, third or fourth person in line. And then when they opened it up, I'd go to the front and I'd let some guy take my place. Because I'd be like, I'd be like, I've been here, my place exists, but I'm a girl, so I get privilege. So I'm giving him my space. And people are like, well, that's pretty cool, you. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. So it was like, I sat here, my space has value. But so he gives you a big, amazing introduction. And I was so nervous. I'd written everything down verbatim, like the entire monologue. And I just, and I. Did you bring it up with you? No, of course not. No, no, no. I'm never. So the only time this is a little secret, if you want a secret, I never bring notes. I've never brought notes on stage ever because it makes everybody know that you don't know what you're doing. Um, I used to write it on myself, but then they can see that and it's kind of obvious. So I write it on a napkin and then I take a drink and I put it behind the drink so that it looks nobody sees that I have stuff written on the napkin, but the napkins around the glass. And so whenever you take a sip. You can look at your list. Yeah. Mm. Secret. Yeah. So that you, you're basically hiding your list. 
Yeah. It's fine. But that's I did that. I did that for forever. And I just always like and then it gives you a second too to take a sip and be like, I'm chilling for a second and then your brain gets kicks back into gear. But I haven't needed that in a really long time. Like I don't Yeah. I mean, I've been preparing for Fridays <laughs> yeah. because since I only get to perform once a week, I'm putting a lot of time into it. So, so weird doing it just once oh. a week. It is so weird doing it once a week. But because that's you why I come I'm up with an idea and you want to do it right away. Yeah. Well, and I have been. That's why I've been sort of dividing my sets up between this sort of riffing and looseness and then you get to do so much my time. actual jokes. And then, yeah, and I'm taking all my time, like, every week. I'm but you've been crushing it every week because, well, like, you, you have well. your set. So you have, like, when you set up in your mind, you have, like, your five to seven minute set. But then when you're hosting and you have a captive audience that is out on the street, potentially, maybe, against the law, they don't know, <laughs> but they are, whether they are or they aren't, they're attentive, yeah, they're and they're there. looking at you. Yeah. And no, Pam goes through her set yeah. three minutes at a time in between each no, comic. No, I was doing – I did no, a lot more time than No, and you consistently get laughs oh, between each comic and sets the show up perfectly. Well, I have a Whether lot, or not the comic before or after started strong or started weak, Pam keeps the energy going. If the guy before you kind of left off on the last one because maybe he tried something new and it didn't quite work and the crowd went, ah, why did we pull our chairs out? Pam goes, cats are crazy! Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and you, brings you, it back in and goes like, I'm like an Airbnb in my own home and I smell like urine. And it just... <laughs> And it works, and it brings people back in, and they focus in. Yeah. And then she says, coming up next to the stage, somebody who deserves none of this praise I'm about to give yeah. them. And then she, well, and then she brings me up. It's going to be interesting to see who gets sets this week because a, a lot of people now seem to be That's willing fine. to take their lives into their own hands. Pam, you know I got yeah. early dibs, so. Yeah. No, I, 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 I hear that. No, but you I got the you, you have the you have the poise the poise of this is my show up there too. Well, I'm you know I'm really what I'm really like balancing on the on the on the balance beam about is I kind of want to I kind of want to Weinstein some shit out here. I want to like use my power and position. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had sex in a really yeah. long time, and I feel like this might That's be not what you told me. my opportunity to really uh, take care of those needs. Cool. Pam, you there. stop it. You stop it. Just saying. I might have Just to wind stop. Some hey, 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 listen. Stop you it. want your dream to come true? I mean, you want to go up? Well, show me how hard you want to go up. How much do you want to go up? How much? How much? How much do you want to go up? Damn. <laughs> I don't know. Is that damn. terrible? Am I putting, am I putting, uh, yes. Am I being, is, is that, it's hey, a, that's not a funny joke? Hey. The Weinstein joke, is it too soon? It's too soon? Get. I think I think it's fair for you, Pam. Oh, if man. one of us was saying that, <laughs> no, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, cool. not, I wouldn't. Okay, and I should say this: I will not use, and it's not. I have very little power and very little position, but I will not use it. Will not use it in any negative ways. I am a woman, and I grew up in the world. I mean, I kind of wish I could, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to because I'm not a predator. Maybe I'm a little. I maybe I have some predatorial behavior. You got some reservations I'm, about this thought. I am I'm not a predator. <laughs> what? Maybe, maybe I'm a maybe I'm a yeah. little predator esque. I don't. I'm not. Uh, you confessed a lot of things mm. that were a little walking the line. Uh, so I said the balance beam. It's true. I mean, I'm walking the balance beam. Whatever I yeah. know, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. These COVID times. I'm also being silly. Like I'm not gonna ever. And, and look, and I'm a, and I'm a 105 pound woman. Like I'm really not threatening. I yeah, promise you. The, <laughs> the, the, com the comics that you would blackmail are 
bastards and they deserve it. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> blackmail? Who would I black? I have no, no, I have no information. Um, I can't blackmail um, anyone. No, no. Sex for in exchange for uh, spots. Yeah. I don't think that's a terrible thing. <laughs> no, Why is that fuck. bad? What's wrong with that? Is there something because fundamentally there are names wrong with like that? Weinstein. Well, I guess I, I guess sex for a spot if you, you want to at, like. Hey, listen, I'm ready to have sex for the spot. It's called anybody. the casting like, couch for a reason. It existed forever, and now we can't turn the tables and turn it around? I don't understand yeah, that. But, but it's, it's, a thing, it's a thing I'm like, just, yeah, yeah Mitch, she did that a lot. She did that a lot. There's like a lot of people who talked about how like, Mitch, so, like she was fucking a lot of people. But again, it's Casting like, couch. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a real term, and it exists because it existed. Yeah. Because that was a thing. And, yeah. and it's terrible that... That was a trope that women were kind of expected to give yeah. sexual favors Jeez. for position and uh, parts in Hollywood, and that sucks, and that's awful, and all of that stuff. Like, but I mean, the I would never, I would never use it in a predatory way. But if somebody wanted to offer something, I probably, I don't know. Yeah, what yeah. Oh, yeah. come on. No, there's no. It's fine. Nobody send your. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, fine. Venmo it was, with a note I would that never, says, and I would never have no money. But uh, it was funny because after the show on on Friday, they wanted to take a little picture, and I was next to Jack, and they're like, "Oh, put your arm around." You. And I'm like, "Jack, is it okay if I put oh, <laughs> my arm around oh. you? Because I because I have to ask for consent for everything now." Yeah. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I, I guess that's a good thing. That's a good thing. This could be learning. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One day um, we'll come back. We'll we'll come full circle, and and we'll be right on the cusp of anything goes, and everything is a travesty. Yeah, and then we're gonna have to go back, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be like, okay, wait, this actually is good for the human experience. Yeah. Like a little I hardship. I can't wait till we're back in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, see, God. you can't you can't bring that whole like make America great again because yeah. back in those it times was it was shitty. In the nineties like, was but super. Undoubtedly, the nineties was super shitty to women and super shitty yeah. to gay people. Like yeah, all and all everywhere. It just was. It was not. It was not. Yeah, the but best. what was the economy like? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I was I was lucky. I didn't get date raped. I was I, I got saved by a guy once. I was super drunk, and this guy damn. was taking off my clothes in this upstairs place, and. One of my buddies came up and he's like, "Don't rape Pam. Pam's cool, no. dude. What the fuck are you doing? You gonna find someone like, else? Go, what are you doing, man?" And he helped me like get my clothes back on, and I was like, "What is Damn. going on?" And he was like, "You were about to get raped by Whoa. one of my fraternity buddies," and I was like, "You just said, wow, thank you." Oh. It was great. He was. We were all in Mexico, okay, hanging out. No, I mean, I was. No, yeah. It was a dangerous situation that I put myself. Whatever, but it was. Just because I drank too much. But that was another thing in the 90s. Guys would get you super drunk for the express purpose of being like, yeah. yeah well, that's, that's, just... a, that's something that died with, um, like, when by the time I got to high school, they were telling us, like, you fucking uh, cannot be getting these girls hammered on purpose. Like, that's yeah. super sinister. And, like, don't do that. Obviously, you're gonna, guys are mostly the ones throwing parties when and you're young. The thing like, is, we don't, little girls don't understand. Like, yeah. you know, it, I'm. When I'm young like that, and I'm trying to look cool. I'm gonna drink six shots yeah. to be like, I can drink six shots. Like, two, oh my yeah. god, I drank six shots. Yeah. I would never. I can't. That's so much alcohol. Mm -hmm. But when you're in college, you just not even. Just I just go. didn't even like conceptualize the amount yeah. of alcohol it was. We would play the dumbest games too. Like, we played this one game where we'd all get fifths of whiskey, and it was like who can finish it the fastest. Yeah. And 
one of my buddies ended up getting alcohol poisoning and throwing up mm. all over my table and the ambulance came but I was wasted but it sort of sobered me up and I was like yeah yeah and he was like come to the hospital with me I'm like no Fuck I'm that. not going to good luck like I'm sorry you got alcohol Fuck poisoning that. this wasn't yeah. my idea yeah and I'm holding my shit together yeah I've right. had to take several friends to the hospital for that oh. we were just a wild crowd yeah we we did things that we didn't feel for several hours. We did things that we wouldn't we wouldn't know the ramifications for several days. Yeah. Oh, several times at band camp. We would break in and uh take the tubas. Oh gosh. I don't I don't want to talk about that. But uh just imagine the nineties with no one marginalized. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool, right? Sure. I like I like Nickelodeon in, in the nineties. But right Nickelodeon now, with, now? Uh, with without uh, oppression, would be pretty fresh. Now? No, who what who watches Nickelodeon now? Wait, is what I've I'm been saying. watching Avatar: Last Airbender a lot lately. That is from ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. That your your logic is coming together. Yeah, but that's still the two thousands. Yeah, nineties two thousands. Very different. Nineties we were, were a long time ago. But if you watch TV from two thousands, it looks a lot like a lot the nineties. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Akira, Ghost in the Shell. Akira was eighty-eight. Oh, yeah. Well, I watched all that stuff in college. So, yeah. and that was ninety-two to ninety-six. So, it was so. Like right when they were starting to do feature films, like yeah, all the Miyazaki stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gundam, Transformers. Oh, Gundam was my. I was a huge fan of Gundam. Yeah. I'm just. I still Ranma. I think Ranma. Ranma one half is the best. Even Gellion. Oh, no, that was Spirited Away. Oh, oh, I was going to watch that with my brother the other day. And then she worked in a spa. That's right, she worked in a spa. It's the the money things that came out of the weird golems. Well, here we are, Joke Workshop. Dropping the gems with the guys. Oh, God. I have more. Um, (laughs) I have more that needs... uh, you guys didn't give me any. You know, junior high kids' feet smell like corn nuts. Why is oh, that? Good. Why do boys' feet smell like corn nuts? Why is that true? I know, but Wait, no, I just, I just. You I, have a sense of smell now? No, I don't. I don't have a sense yeah. of smell, but I just, I used to remember. No, I'm cool. I used to remember that boys' feet smelled like corn nuts, like you, junior high boys' feet. You're getting it mixed up, yeah. man. Like the quintessential <laughs> road trip food. Like if you're on the road for a very long time and you only go to urinate when your gas tank is empty. Yourself some corn nuts, get yourself a Mountain Dew. Yeah. And you ride that trip. It's a it's a strange form of peanut butter scent, aroma, if you will. Of boys' feet? Yes. Mm. No, no corn nuts for me. That's too hard. Yeah. I agree. Well, I agree it's too hard, but it's, I like it. He likes it hard. I mean it it's nice and crunchy, <laughs> but to break the shell, yeah. It's like you might break your tooth. Yeah. No, you're not. Or yeah, you, you gotta bet. It's I remember when I was younger and I had my teeth were not as good as they are now. They sucked way more. But I started to brush my teeth like really thoroughly like four years ago. My teeth have made wonders since then. Mm. Yeah, floss. pretty well. Yeah, yeah. But if you got rough teeth, dude, those corn nuts are not the only thing. Ten out of ten dentists recommend. Dentists say that we're flossing our teeth wrong, yeah, so you they should actually you should actually wait for a professional to do it. <laughs> I haven't flossed since you told me that. Yeah, see? 
<laughs> you just gave me an excuse. I was like, oh, all right, I'm taking it. Dropping the gems. You need to apply. You haven't put shampoo in your hair in three days. Yeah. And I haven't washed my hair in three days. That's fine. I wash my hair like every three days. Like a lot of people think that's healthier. They go like, you can't put shampoo in your hair every day. Or yeah. But the thing is, I would if I was motivated in life right now. You know? Why like, are you not motivated? I am. I am motivated. I'm just like it, it's. I'm, out yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanna, I'm, I'm, I'm like anxious and shit. Yeah, you should start yeah. writing some poetry. <laughs> I, I write. Please. You know, you no, know what you, I do, dude? They're I the same thing. Normal shit, like not even jokes. And then like I get jokes from the normal shit that I write. Yeah. Yeah. That's just yeah. how I do too. Yeah, yeah. Literally like just what I'm thinking. Yeah. Essays. Yeah. Just whatever. It, yeah. Well, Gertrude, Essays, Gertrude much, Stein yeah. um, said in the turn of the century that automatic writing is very important yeah. in that you can spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you just don't think. You just write, and just whatever comes out comes out. Yeah. And it, you sort of tap into this collective unconscious sort of like your own. It's a weird thing, yeah. automatic writing. But you just – don't censor yourself. It's like the idea of brainstorming before brainstorming, but just you just keep writing and keep yeah. your pen to the paper. And it and you can get some really interesting stuff out of it where you're like, what did that? I don't – and you sort of – it's almost like meditation in that you can kind of zone out and yeah. come back to it Blank and be out. like, what did I write? Yeah. Anyways, I was a big – I'm a big Gertrude Stein fan. I've yeah, that's, I, that's a good – that's actually what I do. Because, yeah, like – just don't stop writing. You could even write. Don't stop writing. Exactly. Yeah. As yeah, long as like you just stop. keep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For like twenty minutes, or whatever. But I, I've been doing. There's different. So I, di I have different methods. I handwrite like that. But then if I'm typing into the computer, it's different. They always come out as poems when I'm typing them in the computer. They just uh, do. It's just how they come out. Like I'm, I'm super auditory. So yeah. Like everything only records in my brain if I hear it. So every set I do, I record, listen to it on the way back home. And if something's funny, I'll write a premise. Like, I won't write anything else. I'll just write, like, the idea, and then just noodle on the idea, and then it has to be in front of people. I can't write, like, here's the joke, yeah. here's the tag, and here's the tag, tag. I just go, like, here's what you should talk about. Go out there and talk about it. Yeah. And so you like, write on stage. The guys used to tell me, that, like, oh, we write on stage, we write on stage. And I was like, eh, I don't... I don't usually do that. No, I, but I'm, I'm I get my jokes from stage. Yeah. I'm no. Logging, like the the responses I get from the yeah. crowd. Like if I have an idea about something, here's where that latch is. Okay, from that latch, I can go into a joke about this aspect of it, this aspect of this aspect of it, and another. But I have to stay away from this. I'm gonna hang on to that and like till the end. I'll relate it back to their lives, and then at the end, okay, I'm gonna bring that back out. But you don't have that pre-written down. It's almost like no. See, that's that's so that's that's different because like I have. My jokes are written out. Like, yeah. I write them down, and that's the way I do them. I mean, and they all – they come out the same way, unless I right. actually change them. But they just sort of – they come out, and that's the way. But you're the same way, acai bowl. Once, no, yours, are, yeah. once yours are set, they're set. Like, once yeah. I have an idea, and I have an idea that I know that I can get across in a certain way, it cements in. And it's just it's – just, it's a sound. It, it's, it's just me imitating and reverberating sure. something that I've already done before. Yeah. I just write it down first. Like, and it comes, like, and sometimes they just come out, like, ex I have I have my call of duty, call of booty joke. I wrote it, I wrote it, and it's exactly the way the first time I wrote it, it's still exactly the same way. Like, yeah. every single word is in, in the exact same place, and it works I, every yeah. time. If I hear it, I got it. It's like memorizing a movie line. Yeah. It's yeah. like, the dark lies with other 
like it's the temper and it's like you know what the temperature of the voice like was you remember the scene you remember the context so when you write something and you say it in front of somebody and it gets a big laugh there's a part of your brain that goes like hmm this is a funny line right now yeah you remember that yeah yeah oh you know politely and then everyone's and then every time you do that you know that sound that politely like yeah that, it, it twinges like, it it triggers a response it triggers an emotive response if it's the right point in the joke it's gonna draw out laughter from three seconds to five seconds because you have a funny idea but if you have a funny idea attached to something physical a funny idea attached to something like politely it sticks in their brain and it lasts for a little longer you gotta be like ah, oh, i gotta remember that for later for when i'm talking to my friends i go politely yeah you gotta mimic it yeah so there's layers to what makes something funny there's they're like there's the initial ha there's the concept there's something that like drives into you and then there's something that makes it easily repeatable yeah something you can tell your friends like i heard this funny joke it goes like this it's like it's 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 accessible something that's relatable and accessible Accessibilitism. Yeah. You know what? I like stuff that's accessible. Yeah. Something I like to think about is like really, really dive deep into why you think something is funny. Like just take anything that you laugh at and then just like branch it. What triggered it? What happened? Like I saw. Uh, titties. Yeah, yeah. But something like that. So like why? What are the titties? What about the titties? Like they're goofy titties, they're big titties. <laughs> yeah, like it's all the, the layers you're talking about, you know? Um. God, like I saw this picture. It was it was of a tortilla with like some sort of goofy filling. It was like paper trimmings or some shit, and it was, and it had a wedge of lime on the side of the plate. And it was just like a dumbass t- like a fake t- tortilla with some paper groundings or something. It was gnarly with a lime wedge on the side and they're like bone apple teeth. And I thought the lime wedge was the funniest thing about it because it's like that was their little effort to try to make that thing a real a, a real joke. Like and like I don't know. I just like. I always found that an interesting concept. Like, what is it about this that's killing you? You know? That make, right. What's the yeah. nugget that well, makes what it funny it? to yeah. you? What makes, it, what makes you Why? laugh is, like, it's the thing that you know you're not supposed to. Yeah. Like yeah. It's the thing that, like, everyone around you is kind of like, Yeah. Like it, it's it's ingrained, and those are the things you want to poke fun and laugh at. It's the same reason, like when you were in high school, and if the the principal had kind of a weird accent, and you're like, "Yeah, do you have the shoulders?" That, that sounds that yeah. sounds very personal. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a really personal. Yeah. Move. No, I just pulled right that there. out. Oh, here. okay. Totally yeah. unrelated to me, sure. Mr. Hensley. Oh, Meg. It's it's the exact same as like your authorities. Like, there's something very off about it. You yeah. want to point it out, and you know that everybody else. Sees I just yeah. try to be as most of the time as like gross and edgy as possible, like to just shock yeah, like people. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, uh, I have three, but yeah, fair that's enough. Very good. As far Thank as you. Like, uh, three fucking different directions into a butthole, like that's nice. Like, Actually, I have four butthole jokes because I have the one about the Bible and buttholes. And I have the one about plucking my butthole. And then I have the two that are directly about what it looks like. That's four. <laughs> that's that's four. A, that's a, yeah. That's a butt flick spree. And then yeah, I'm writing about one that describes how it smells. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any sense of taste or smell, so I have no idea. Dude, that, like, how, how is cooking with that? It's I think weird. It's weird. No, it's, it, it was really, um, 
It was really, it, it happened last year. It, t- it happened in 2019 in April, and it was life-altering. I was incredibly depressed for about eight weeks oh because man. my entire life is cooking for people, and it always has been, and I bake foods, and I do all this stuff, and to not be able to enjoy food has been really rough. But I luckily, um, a month, two months before I, I lost my sense of taste, I ate everything on the menu at Yamo on 18th and Mission. So I was like, I ate the best food oh. forever before it went away, and now it's like, this is super bummer, but I was really, 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 really depressed. I like, really it, was, uh, it was life-alteringly no, depressing. Like yeah. really I bet. Be like it would be chef, for me. Like a five-star chef who's dedicated his life to the craft, like finding the specific – like, you've ever seen that – Oh, shit. Um, Dreams of Sushi? Yeah, but there's a yeah. guy – it happened to the guy – finds the Greg, exact, exact right Greg Oshitz is a five-star chef, and he's amazing, and he lost his sense of taste because he had tongue cancer, oh. and they wanted to chop off has, half his tongue, and he's like, no. And so he went through all this chemo and all this crazy stuff. No, it's just a real story. He's just a real chef. And they, um, he, he made it through, and his sense of taste came back, which is pretty amazing. But oh, he has back? like this. It came back because he oh. got rid of the cancer, and he didn't have his tongue chopped off. Yeah. Um, That'd be a great ending to the movie. It's like the chef loses his sense of taste. He goes through all this stuff and he figures out how to determine flavor based off of what he sees and he dedicates all this time into his sensor. Well, he's a a molecular gastronomist, so he does weird shit. Right at the end of the movie, he tastes maybe the barley wheat that is like that grew up next to his house. Oh, and he comes back. Yeah, it's uh, Greg Ashitz. He's a he's a pretty famous chef actually, but he lost his sense of taste for a while, and now it's back. And lucky him. But yeah. mine, it mine is not back. Could it possibly? Um, it's a little, it's a little bit back in that I can kind of t- sometimes, sometimes I feel like I can smell pee in the oh. tenderloin, but I don't really know, and I don't know if it's just the feeling of ammonia in my nose, yeah, or if it's an actual smell, like. It's really hard to. Were you in an accident? Did you have no, traumatic? No, it's menopause. I have menopause. It's menopause. Does that really happen? Yeah, um, it's common for it's women to have their sense of taste and smell augmented by menopause. Uh. Yeah, it fucking sucks getting old. Like I'm not pretty anymore. Gravity's fucking with my life. I can't taste or smell anything. Like I, I never had kids, so no one's gonna take care of me when I'm old. It's all very scary, and the world's falling apart right now. No like, one takes care of you anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it's just it's it's all it's all lots of like not in our country at least. It, but it's I mean I'm f- I turned forty six this year. It doesn't make any sense to me. I still feel like I'm fourteen and I hate it, and I hate looking at myself in the mirror. I hate looking old. I hate I see new wrinkles all the time, and I should stop smoking because it's just making me look older and older and older. And I love smoking, so I'm like fuck it. Yeah, but it's it's hard to like. You know, not be skinny and pretty enough anymore. It's difficult. It sucks. Well, you can't think about it like that. You have to think about like How what gives you value. What like like my mic isn't on at all. Huh? It is. It is. It's just that it's the quietest mic in the world. Yeah. Oh, it is the qui- oh because I because you're project shaming me. You're shaming me based off of my diaphragm production. I I'm just saying you're on that particular well, mic. I think now, so I that's the way it is. I think, okay, I'm 25, so I can't really, like, speak as to personal experience, but, like, one thing I'm going to try to remember to do is, like, be like, okay, what are the perks of being 40? Like, people definitely won't, people will are way more likely to accept your advice than mine. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> no, because really. I'm, well, your advice is going to be better than mine. 
I think with with wisdom. It but I'm also a woman, so nobody takes me yeah. seriously. Uh, yikes! Yeah, I mean that's that <laughs> no, is a absolutely. Thing. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? You don't that's think that's thing. absolutely true? People yeah. totally don't respect my opinion in comedy because I'm a yeah. woman. Unless you're in the yeah. kitchen. I mean, and I am good in the kitchen, and I've learned how to be better than everyone in the kitchen. I challenge any of you to be. Stop yeah. feeding the stereotypes. Than, like, no, what? what? I'm good at cooking. What? I cook yeah. for a living. Like I'm good yeah. at it. Like. <laughs> It's one of the things that I actually feel like brings value to my existence is that I, like I can, I do have value because I can create, I can denature protein through heat and I can make it taste good. I yeah. think, I mean, I haven't tasted it You have it value myself, to the community. I hope so. But, but that's one of the things that gives me value. And if it's, if it's a trope, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a womanly trope, then fine. Like. Whatever. Yeah. I also suck a mean dick. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, I, maybe. I, I don't know. You have better sense of smell and taste, I believe, as a woman. Uh, that that was just for, like, looking out for the, yeah. the group. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, it's so scary. I drank spoiled um, half and half yesterday in my coffee. I had no idea until Wait, it was clumpy. I was like, know. I can't smell oh, yeah. it. I didn't even know. Right now, whatever. No, but like I, I know you're talking about twelve parents. years ago. Right, twelve years ago, I had value. Sure, yeah, but that's the thing: is when you get old, you, when men become old, people respect them. When women yeah. become old, they become a crone. And if you haven't had any kids, then you're a scary witch. You didn't have kids. What's wrong with you? Like nobody loved you enough to want to procreate with you. Like th- it's just a thing i think that people think like that what's is wrong a, with you i've heard my dad say like, i remember when i was a kid my dad said some shit um he said some I, w- I won't say it but like he said something that that like kind of put it in my head that was the case as a kid you know what i mean so it's like and also my mom is like she's a self-made woman like a, in the corporate business world and she's had to put up with that so hard like she's had to she's glass never, ceiling yeah, yeah never once showed a single gray hair like could never <laughs> you know what i mean she couldn't like right. all this shit, yeah. She has to really like focus on the appearance. Where guys, it's like, ah, just throw in a suit, comb the hair. Doesn't matter how old I look, m- my professionalism is what matters. Right, and then yeah. women have to put women, on a mask. Yeah, and a your professionalism whole is what matters, yeah. and then you stop being good looking, and then that's what fucking matters. They're <laughs> not being good looking. Right, it's yeah. it's tough. It's it's hard because, especially growing up in the '90s and '80s, like all of my value as a person was put on that I'm not ugly. And yeah. so my parents, my mom used to say to me all the time, can't you just look pleasant? If you could just look pleasant, you're pretty enough that people will like you. Like, just look, can you just be pretty? And it's like, uh, yeah, I can try, but yeah. I don't know. I got I to gotta give that shit up. You but had too many free thoughts when you were young. <laughs> I guess. I guess it was all the education that they gave you. I know, which is totally worthless too. Like I'm completely educated and I have no idea how to make money. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So whatever, it's fine. But you live in San Francisco. Yeah. And you're an artist. Obviously, something's working. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm. Trying. Yeah, and we're all on your radio station. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're on the radio, Stacy. I know. And so, I'm, and if you're listening out there, it's mutinyradio.fm. Give me some money at yeah, Mutiny Radio Venmo, please, 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 please. We got Venmo. Come on. Yeah, come on. It's Give not me some a demand. Money. It's a, it's a request. It's a request. Yeah. But we can be. I mean, that it's good that we filled an hour here on Joke Workshop. But we can, we can get out of here before the curfew. That's fine with me. Unless you have other gems to drop. I don't want to talk about myself and how I'm not sad. Everything is fine. Yeah. Everything is fucking fine. It doesn't matter. It d- I it just only don't sucks. like being old. <laughs> no, 
seriously. Yeah, I, I just, all I can say is I'm just going to try my damnedest to like, what are the perks of being 30? Like what, like what is it about being 30 that everyone's like jealous about? Or obviously like, you know what I mean? When I was a little kid, I fucking hated being young, you know? Sure. So like, I'm going to try to try, but you know. Who the fuck oh, is no. able to I do I mean, that? it's great. I hang out with my cats. They're lovely, <laughs> and and it's fine. Guys are still catcalling me in the tenderloin, so I feel, you know, that I'm still attractive yeah. and enough to garner comments from random people on the street. That's nice. But it could just be because I'm not wearing a mask and I smile at people. They're like, what? No, Pam, you're, you're good looking, dude. Oh, like, that's, thanks, that's facts. Billy. Uh, you... Are selling yourself short for days right now. Oh, that's very sweet. And Billy just signed up for the Me Too newsletter. <laughs> I just don't yeah. understand why you can't give women compliments. Yeah, that, it's literally I don't like get it. that I don't for me understand. was like, okay, I gotta give like I, I forced myself to do it because I wanted to. Thank you. Know? you. But like, I, I really like the compliment thing, and like also, you know, at the end of the day, the the consent thing, like you really do have to, you have to fucking tread lightly i mean i i that's the thing is i'm the one that's having to deal with all the consent issues like yeah. i'm <laughs> having to get consent from yeah. all i'm like <sighs> yeah because guys can me too yeah i remember the the back in the day when you just got to like <laughs> express yourself and do whatever you wanted and then let the chips fall where but they may. People the were marginalized. It was yeah. bad to be gay. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't be a person of color yeah. and get a taxi. Yeah. I mean, we're all moving forward, I guess. Yeah. But who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, the country club in San Francisco literally just started letting women in in the 90s. Ooh. Yeah. Um, the, this is a funny little fact that uh, black people weren't allowed into the Mormon tabernacle or the w Mormon church until 1978. And I still don't know if they're allowed to go in the temple itself. Oh, um, fuck. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know if that's true or not. I could be this. That could be libel. But imagine um, being the guy to But they him. weren't. They weren't let into the church until 1978 because they have all those special white underwear. And I guess they believed that people of darker color were like <laughs> cursed or something. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, till 78. It's it's that's pretty crazy in the name of religion. Oh. Yes, the Book of Mormon explains this in, in one of their lyrics. I've seen, I've seen the Book of Mormon. It's a, I mean, amazing, amazing musical. Very, very funny. And in yeah. 1978, God changed His mind about black, black people. people. There yeah. you go. And I just see it there. Yeah. See how I'm being. I did. See, Pam knows things that are true. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you just say things um, with the confidence that they're true, a lot mm -hmm. of people think it's true. Yeah. Also, uh, investigate for yourselves, research. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, knowledge is power, I guess. I don't know. Watchdog is not a bad word. Watchdog? Watchdog is not, not it, it doesn't mean traitor uh, at the White House. It means, well, I, actually, it, it does at the White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the streets of free america it means someone is looking out for your best interest the watchdog president, the president for the first time in the history of the united states had to flee to the bunker underneath the white house yeah for the first time in the entire history of america has there been a threat so close to the white house that the president has been like yeah well, it's, but it's really, it really, it really is a scary time. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I that's why I, it's the only reason I got here super early today is I was like, I can't, 
I can't be at home. And my neighborhood is crazy. Yeah. It's What's been going on? There were the other night on Saturday night, there were three accidents on Geary and left three hit and runs. One of them, there was a hit and run that I saw on in between Jones and Geary out my window. Well, I heard that one and then I looked out the window and they chased each other down the street in their cars and one person went up the hill. The other person tried to block them into this area and then one of them got away and something else happened and it was a huge car wreck. But then it happened two more times. There were two more car wrecks. And so I, I sat there and I looked out the window and I was like, is the street lamp out? Are people running into each other because the street light is fucked up? Nay. It was people running each other off the road, being crazy. The, a guy ended up hitting, um, a, right in front of the Angel Cafe, he hit the, uh, the fire hydrant and the ambulance came. And then there was a street fight. There were 20 people that had a fist fight. <laughs> I'm looking out my window with my cats and it's like, yeah. Twelve thirty, and this is after it's the second. New York. It was. It was after the second hit and run, and these yeah. guys come out, and then there's suddenly all these people in the street, and there's a huge fist fight. There's no cops anywhere, but there's sirens everywhere. The, the, the uh, fucking fire truck comes down the wrong way down Leavenworth, <laughs> and there's a street fight, and they do nothing. They turn on Geary and just go away. Yeah. And then. In danger. Well, the street fight just sort of piddled itself out. Yeah. And then there was a third. Hit and run accident on the same corner. No way. I'm yes. Actually, no, I'm actually I'm turned off. There's no way this mic is on. Oh. Plug it in. I don't know. Push the XLR no in. Push the XLR in at the bottom. Um. And then do a Nathan voice. It should work. It's on. It's up. It's. But yeah, dude, that's nightmarish. There's no way this is on. I, I can't hear anything. I hear it. I hear. I don't hear it. I'm no, I. Calling. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's you're, fine. You're not We're almost bars. done anyway. Anyways, yeah. that was Saturday night. It's been it's been a crazy crazy weekend in the Tenderloin, and people are just screaming, screaming. Yeah. And the other thing that's scary is that there's people in tents, and there's all been all these hit and runs just happening. If you're in a tent, you can get hit by a motherfucking car. Yeah. It's it's just it's madness. Oh. And la- last night I was I was a little ripped up, and I walked home from from uh, Rachel's, and it's only like nine blocks, so I wasn't too worried. But and I was fine because I have my stick and I was I'm I'm fine, but it it's a uh, don't tell them your route. No, it, I'm not. <laughs> telling I walk a di- I always walk with the lights. I walk a different way every time. It's fine. Don't worry. Nobody's and nobody's gonna fuck with the white lady. Honestly. And you have a life alert on you all the time with your finger on oh. the button. No, I have uh I have my one by two stick that I can. I look like a fucking ninja. Right. With my, uh, it looks like a, it looks like a sword, but it's not. It's just a stick, and I, and I'm not afraid to use it. I'll. And who gave it, it to you? Uh, Daria, a small child, for Christmas years ago. Oh, Daria. she knows yeah. the threat level it's in San Chris- Francisco. It's a Christmas weapon. <laughs> yeah, it was a Christmas weapon. She made it and then wrapped it up for me and said, "You live in the Tenderloin. Oh. You should have this." She's in high school now. It's crazy. All my kids have grown up. They're all. Maybe someday they'll give me money. I don't know. Yeah. Time is, time is fucking. Uh, this is my good one. Here, Nathan, this, this share my shit. Fucking... This oh. time is fucking consistent. Yeah. I gave him the microphone. I never get it back. No, oh, no, no. Of course. Of course. We're, anytime I mean, you want to chime. Please chime, brother. Chime. See? I got you, boo boo. We're in this together. This is the uh, joke workshop. We're just chilling, hanging out. I wrote a 10-minute joke about Blue's Clues yesterday. 
This is how weird comedy is getting. Like we haven't been in front of crowds. We haven't been like usually you. You come have. Up with... You can't complain. You no, no. We have a show every Friday, and then, like that's exciting. It is once a week, but there are seven days in a week. That's true. And on any of those seven days, you could be up at three thirty in the morning. Well, maybe you, you drank some Jim Bean. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you definitely you, did. Maybe yeah. Will you maybe guys you, all be maybe you smoked some weed? Maybe you didn't. On the show this Friday, will that freak all of you out? Uh, uh, yeah. I should. Are you be. fucking kidding me? I should be on the show because I haven't been out? since the first. We are. Uh, we're the OGs. We're the OGs, Pam. Yeah, but what if there? What if that didn't happen? Would you? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I haven't been coming every week like some kind of. I'm just, I'm just wondering what would happen if I. Oh, was Nick Sharpino have to do my fucking slot? No, like, um, uh, Orion Levine asked for some time. That's dope. I love Orion. And and uh, Pete. Just make the show longer. And I can't, I can't do that. And I don't necessarily want to shorten people's sets because I like to give people ten minutes because that's kind of how I've always rolled. So, I don't know. Well, it's I'm like I'm do. split because a lot of me thinks like, oh, let him take my time because it's important. But also, I wrote a new joke yesterday and I really want to try it. That's not, you, mm. don't, you, don't, you don't become this if you let somebody keep going after you. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Been here for a minute. This is, uh, I think I did, that, this last one was my third of Pam shows. They're always amazing. They bring people out. They bring out chairs. Sometimes they bring alcohol. No, don't say things like that. People make their own choices, and we don't support People that. Make their own don't choices. drink in the street. That's not okay. Don't do that. I meant, uh, we're I closed meant, to the I, public. Yeah, so. I meant some I'm sorry, people. I'm don't so, come. Don't no, come. No, it's okay. I'm just so Don't touchy. come. I'm so touchy. Don't come. No, so no. The people who are here are already I'm, alcoholics. They don't bring alcoholic no, drinks. I'm, they just absorb it through their skin. I'm, I'm touchy about all the alcohol issues because of the ABC. Like, if you had been here when the— Cops came in and did their underground sting. You, you too would yeah. be. You would have some reservations and be like. I feel like they it. have other stuff on their mind right now. Maybe, but maybe they don't. They've, they've. We've been a target before, and I don't they understand might, they why. Literally, might not have other shit going. Like I know Who knows? protests, but like they might not fucking bother with that shit and just go here. You know? They got no leads. They got no leads. Oh wait, there's a internet radio station. Yeah. There might be something there, guys. Yeah, yeah. we heard of some people drinking. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> if we don't have to check on the bars it's that are closing the, every night. It's not the cops, though. It's yeah. the, I mean, I don't know what the ABC is doing, but I still worry about them because we're not open to the public. I'm following all the rules, you guys. I had to take a class. and No, I had to learn all about it. It was well, I, I didn't know. Class? Yeah, because I got popped... I got in trouble. They tried oh. to fine me four thousand dollars. It would have shut this place down. That stuff, you know. Yeah. It's all real stuff. I own a business. It's a real thing. It sucks. I have all the responsibility. Congratulations. That's no, that's what sucks. That's why I don't get to have fun on Fridays because it's like, like I'm so worried about making everything be produced well and right. flowing and also legally and stuff. And there's so much on my plate that everyone else gets to have a good time. Except me. Well, you kept this place alive. I mean, like, like COVID shit went down. Obviously, you freaked out for a minute. You had a nice little existential crisis, and then people came through, and like people who were interested in the show, people who've been listening to the show for years, like they came through and got this place nice and funded. And now you get to do exactly what you wanted to do. You get you gave comics the opportunity to come in and do shows during the summer 
when you're not in a position to where you're freaking out about the next month's rent because your upstairs neighbors are crazy and you're not having to worry about like figuring like like just weird financial shit like true creativity comes when you are not panicking about your day-to-day well i'm gonna start panicking again because once september comes oh my god what's gonna happen you also got an article written about you which is super fresh i know but here's the thing and that was great but i couldn't really enjoy it because i didn't no one passed it on bacon like nobody cared enough to be like look pam's big right now i Fuck bacon. No, I know, but I was I was gonna do. I, I know was you were gonna for do your it. Blessing though, because I did like you and said, I thought like, oh, it's such a narcissistic move, but yeah. like. But I was just gonna slam that real nah, quick. No, I'm not gonna. It's done now, but I mean, yeah. it's it's hard for me to enjoy that kind of stuff because I feel yeah, like you you think too much about I it. I think too stuff, much, and yeah. I hated the quote they used of me. It was so embarrassing. Oh God, yeah. I'm man. No, I didn't say that. I said I'm a real comedian, and if I don't make someone laugh every day, then I'm not a real comedian. Yeah. And so I have to, Oof. I but have to have stage time. You did mean it. You know what I mean? Like you may think it's cringe, but like you still meant it. I guess. Well, you want to know the fucked up thing is that I was fine talking to the person who was interviewing me until Sam came up, and he makes me so fucking nervous that oh, I God. sound like a fucking idiot. Like every uh, everything that came out of my mouth once he stood there was gobbledygooky garbage. It was nothing. Because I just lose my fucking shit and I can't be a normal person. Well, why, why can't you be a normal person? Because I can't be a normal person. Because he says inflammatory things. because no, he's so fucking pretty. I can't oh handle God. it. Did and so I can't talk and I get all tongue-tied and I sounded like a fucking douchebag. Think of him like a girl from now on. What? I hate girls. There you well, go. Just, there yeah, you go. Yeah, step yeah, one. Literally. Step think of him like one. A girl. Yeah. <laughs> Like, fuck that. Well, if you had any notice that I don't give girls stage time, so he's <laughs> fucking out of if here. If girls showed <laughs> up, they would get it. No, I don't want people to show up. People need to contact me and talk yeah. about it No, I it mean, first. before yeah, all sorry, this, I, women, no, uh, after this is all over and we're allowed to gather, you know, you could still show up to a uh, joke workshop, ladies. It, it doesn't have to be... Um, uh, a male-driven, dominated air, a space <laughs> over here, uh, manned by the the only female captain on board this ship. The only captain. So there should only be one captain. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Rear admiral. Yeah. Rear admiral Pam. Well, Benjamin. I would have, but I I mean, and it's great. There was an article written about me, and that yeah. was cool. That but was really cool. it didn't. You, uh, I mean. Did all of San Francisco see that? Did they care? Did they click on it? Do they know who I am? Did they look me up? Is there anything there? Not real. I mean, I don't know. It was nice. They gave me, they fucking, I got a nod. But then, it's never, you got to yeah, understand, it's never enough for me. Yeah. Nothing is ever enough. Yeah. Nothing is ever good enough for me. Yeah. Uh, so even that go, article was are. like, oh, it wasn't good enough. Yeah. Like, nothing will ever be good enough for me. When you get to heaven, and you meet God, and he's like, hey, I'm a really big fan. And you're like, fuck you. I'm going to go down to hell and see what the Satan says. I heard it was way more lit down there. I heard it's really really hard to impress Satan. Yeah, it fucking is. (laughs) Never gives you a compliment. It's impossible. Yeah. You got to pretend. You got to you got to show him the same cold shoulder. You got to show Sam the devil. (laughs) 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 You got to be like, fuck you, the devil. And he'll be like, hmm. This guy's got something. Mm, Poor girl. There you go. Hard to get. Yeah. Hardest to get. No, I don't. You're on Mars. I don't subterfuge. 
Yeah. I don't believe in that bullshit. That's Life's that's too fucking short and I'm too fucking old. Wait, yeah. is Venus farther away from the Doesn't Earth? Doesn't matter. Neither are inhabitable. Yeah. <laughs> For now. Yeah. Neither yeah. are inhabitable. Elon, do something it's a about dumb, it. It's a dumb concept. Yeah. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, yeah. I just I just don't want to sleep with old guys. Their butts are so flabby. <laughs> like, it's just like, ugh, ugh. Guys over 40, they just don't, ugh. I guess I just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> oh, that's yeah. Like this so is just one woman's opinion, everyone. Don't feel shame for being no, her age or five years under. Don't no, not. it's fine. It's just that most people my age have, like, you know, their life together. Yeah. They have kids. Oh, they have a family. They have a Lexus. They have a husband. They have a house. They have a 401k. You, Pam, you said it. They have a If job. you had those things, you wouldn't be satisfied. Probably not, but still, like, most people my age have that. Like, they might be fat and really unhappy because yeah, they hate their children. most people your but, age, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so literally, like, kids and shit. Like, I look at my parents' life, and I know my parents – want me to be happy but i look at their life and be like dude i want to spew out two white kids and argue with other parents about who should be starting on the team you know like fuck that yeah that sounds like a miserable thing if the team wins if the kids are happy yeah that's just right like well, oh my so kids should be starting over your the kid. thing like, is that, that stupid parent bullshit one of the reasons that you have kids is so that you can live forever so that when you don't have any success or feel value in your own life you can put that and force it on your children and make them feel like you have value because you made this fucking thing I, we like, already like made, made it. this thing we already made it genghis khan has more yeah. in the game yeah. than we, anyone we ever to, yeah. will Okay, so uh, if you're related to him, there's a lot less uh, motivation to have a child, and there uh, children are born every day. I know it's a, but it's a strange, it's a, it's a dumb conversation to have with two men. Yeah, I was about to say that. It's a dumb thing. I want to have children. This is a pointless conversation. You're right. right. Like I'm, but no, the point is that we can't understand. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for you to even conceptualize yeah. at all like yeah. what's happening in my life and and that's fine you don't have to yeah. but like i'm i'm a 46 year old woman going through menopause and it sucks it's like everything i was taught that gave me value as a person is disappearing my looks my ability to have children my ability to make something beyond myself that might take care of me when i before i die to have some you know level of fulfillment in that way that that is not happening and it's never going to exist and so i'm like grappling with that shit and so it makes me do crazy things because i don't fucking care i'm 46 <laughs> years old i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want now i don't have kids yeah and and, and it's just that what i'm coming up against is this brick wall of like well you can't actually do whatever you want and it's like but i just feel like it's sad that money can augment every human relationship and i just don't have enough money yeah but give it time, Pam. <laughs> no, I'm never going to have money. Are you can, Nobody's going to pay me to listen eh, to this drivel. That's a load. It's that's a load of crap. Money is a man-made construct. Yeah. If you're but, unhappy, yeah. that's because you, you're, you're letting it. 
you're letting it happen to you. Oh, please. We're in fucking COVID. Like, yeah. oh, like, let me fucking stress yeah. out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. fucking <laughs> having a... I mean, I'm having... You did that for I the was, first two weeks. <laughs> so I can't have another existential crisis? Like, no, you're allowed. I'm done. I'm done with existential crises. Like, no, but Pam, that's confronting that's my own mortality, uh, like, and, and my own concept of value and worth in society. Like, that's... Uh, Is Mr. Feeney happy? I don't know who Mr. Feeney is. Uh, Boy Meets World. I, oh, no, I never, I never watched Boy Meets World. I he's the teacher. He's the principal. <laughs> he's, the, he's the neighbor. He's the guy they all come to for everything. And he is being raised. Um, uh, uh, Corey Matthews is being raised by the, Mr. Feeney. And Mr. Feeney, it doesn't seem like he he have, has any kids. So if he can raise children vicariously through his neighbor, that's fine. Yeah, but that's uh, that's not the need Pam's looking for. You know, it, like I did, we you're right. We won't be able to ever understand it. But what we can do is offer an outside perspective because we we will never go through that. We can only look at it from the outside. So like. While our points are valid, there's no like, there's no way. No, it's fine, yeah. and I appreciate your your yeah. attempts to empathize. Yeah, exactly. That's but that's all. Cut. That that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I'll cut my balls off tomorrow. Yeah. No, it's not about that. I don't. But you, like a big thing too is like, you like a lot of people your age have kids and money, but like you, a lot of people worry about that shit because they're told they should worry about that. You know? Well, of course, because it's. I mean, look at what's happening in America right now. All the, all, all the dreams are dying. Like yeah. every everything we thought Everybody we believed is like dying. crumbling. We, oh, First Amendment, the the right to gather can't do that. Right to peacefully oppose can't do that. Uh, like all of the, we still have free speech, but how long is that going to last for? They're going to put the kibosh on everything soon. I mean, yeah, I like to think positively. No, I mean I'm trying. It's not that I'm not. Tiny Foods yesterday was really fun. Like, I had a really good time just being silly yeah. and, like, putting a lot of time into a completely pointless endeavor. It was great. It was great, great fun. And it was funny. And I was like, oh, this is good. So, I don't know. I'm going to try to just keep doing more projects, write some more poems. That's yeah. Do. Keep doing that. Yeah. Keep yourself sharp. Yeah. If you, I know you guys don't care about them. They're good poems. You watch when they all get them. Okay. Well, once care, they're, once yeah, they're, we actually we we do care more than you think, Pam. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Any other? Bro. Let's let's end this shit. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Check out the SF Gate article, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> it's fresh. Listen to the pods. It's. it's I'm. I really am embarrassed that the, of the quotes that they, that they lifted for me. I I just feel like I. Why aren't I famous? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But it's, it, I didn't say that at all. I don't think that's what came through subtext-wise, what, is it? What you, did, what you did say, you meant. And when I read it, I didn't think douchey thing. I was like, I'm, I want to make people laugh every day. I that was what she thought, but it wasn't the case. I just, I don't know. I'm like, I think she doth protest to it. I'm a real but comedian. It's, it's good that you think that way, Pam. You're, so, you're supposed to be hypercritical. You have to think yeah. about it that way, or you're not going to get better. Yeah. Hypercritical. You're gonna become yeah. complacent. You're gonna have TikTok jokes in a month. <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't see myself in any ever in any place of complacency. But I mean, yeah, I, I guess it could either. happen. I don't know what's gonna happen. Music. Uh, okay, friends.
Enjoy some flat black plastic. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Joke Workshop. If you did, I'm sorry. I'm being such like a whiny <laughs> little baby. It's annoying, and you I'm need sorry. Need to get it out, girl. We love you. No, man. I don't have to get it out. Actually, I can just keep it inside and write a bunch of poems. And but the, when I put out my chapbook, it'll be it'll be good. And or not, I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> Nathan just punched me in the stomach. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was a song that came out when I was a little girl. Only. Flat Black Plastic is the show you're listening to on the Mutiny Radio.fm coming to you directly live from the Not So Sunny Mission District in San Francisco, California. This show is uh, Epitaph for the 500 Club. God rest you. Good bar.
to the last stop on the line at 207th Street. It's like I was taking a trip to Albany or something, and I'm glad I brought along this sports magazine to break the boredom. So I'm reading this piece on how Bill Russell is going to eat up Wilt the Stilt and all is well until I reach 125th Street and onto the train stumbles this old Irish drunk, and he sits right next to me smelling like a brewery and laying this gibberish sob drama on me. It never fails. Like, I hate these old peckers, but I think they search through trains looking for me, you know? Because in a half-filled car, they'll always pass up anyone else and come right over to me, either cursing, insane, bumming coin, or worst of all, the old sob routine. The trouble with me is I never had the nerve to tell them to fuck off or go find another seat myself. So what happens is that after about two stops or so later, I'm really involved with the dumb story the dude is laying on me, though I can't understand half of what he's saying. And I, I even start rapping back like, yeah, yeah, I, I, know, I know just what you mean. The same thing happened to a man I knew and, and he became a drunk from it and blah, 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 etc. You know, taking the dude really serious as if he were making sense. This particular guy today took the cake. He kept leaning all over me with his drooling mug, telling me how he killed his wife by accident by dropping a big mirror on her head as they were putting it up together or some shit like that. 
and every 10 seconds sticking a bottle of Twister in my face asking me to take a drink. So anyway, as usual, the transit cop comes along at 181st Street and kicks the guy off the train. Gives me this pathetic, sad wave goodbye as the train was pulling out like he was thinking, who's gonna listen to me now? And I felt blank and sad, like always after that happens.
A cold shower helps. So does the thought of lunch. Pro football players eat well but wisely. Lunch is a refreshing meal and light. No one wants to eat too much because there's still another practice on the day's schedule. Usually lunch starts with hot soup and a cool salad of lettuce and tomatoes. But there's no spicy dressing for the salad. It's too hard to digest. Next come cold cuts like ham and roast beef, assorted cheeses, tuna fish and bread and rolls. Players can drink fruit juices, lemonade, iced tea or even hot coffee. No milk at lunch though. A pro training camp is like a football school. Players spend more time in classrooms than they do on the practice field. The rookie who fails to do his homework with a team playbook soon falls behind the rest of his teammates. The playbook contains hundreds of plays and formations. It is also a guide for training camp rules. It gives the schedule for meals, the time of meetings and other helpful information. Rookies often study their playbooks in their dormitory room after lunch. The playbook is never far from their reach. There is time after lunch for other things too, like writing letters home, or reading a book, or maybe a friendly game of cards. Players also use this period to take short naps before the start of afternoon practice. By 2.30 in the afternoon, most of them are on their way to the gym to get their ankles taped and to suit up for another long practice.
Flat Black Plastic, MutinyRadio.fm, where all the sound you hear is from plastic that's flat and black and full of grooves. Mm-hmm. 